0: (laughs) Sorry, I saw Carter laughing. Hello and welcome to Daily Confed with Carter and Carrie on Unsafe Space. Today is Tuesday, December 10th. Today's the day that uh, YouTube's new terms of service go into effect. So a lot of people are predicting another round of purges, ideological purges. Um, I know they've already banned Owen Benjamin a week or so ago. Uh, and people were taking that as a sign that there might be more bannings coming with this new terms of service going into effect. But, um, anyway, we plan on, we're not talking about that today though, are we, Corey? We're gonna talk about that tomorrow.
1: Yeah, we'll talk about that tomorrow, but, uh, <clears throat> yeah, today's the day and if we're still fun. here
0: tomorrow, if we're Sorry. still here
1: tomorrow, Hey, we'll be on bit In fact, what I'd like to do is start, um, I'd like to start promoting our bit stuff in our videos at the beginning. Um, maybe I'll even make a little graphic that is part of the daily, Kafevi intro, that's just so that people can get used to finding us on bit because, um, we're probably nearing the time in which we'll start to get some pretty, uh, we'll hit some pretty significant speed bumps with YouTube. I imagine. I mean, we're already, you know, I'm looking at our video list now. We're already <laughs> limited, 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 limited. I mean, the monetization isn't on, on most of the videos just because it can't be, but um i think they're going to take a step further than that but we'll talk about that tomorrow um today we can talk about something lighthearted and silly and then a crazy theory that i have
0: okay this topic i have no idea what you're going to talk about Mm.
1: do you know what art basil is
0: it's familiar i think i should know what it is art basil is it a person you were
1: in like the music and comedy industry like (laughs) it's a kind of a cool person thing to know about art basil right yeah I only know because uh, I think some company that I w- was on the board of was involved in Art Basel at one point. Um, but now it's kind of, I don't know. I don't know if it's getting in popul- popularity or if I'm just paying attention to it, but it's an art festival type thing in Miami. And uh, <clears throat> I already have, I already abhor modern art generally, but um This is just another instance of some craziness happening. So one of the things that was going around was the story about a banana. (laughs) I I kid you not. Yes. it was a banana that was duct taped to the wall. And just like when I say a banana, I mean like a 58 cent banana from Safeway or whatever, wherever you pick your local supermarket. It was duct taped to the wall. And this was an art exhibition. I don't even remember the quote artist's name. And I don't think. If I knew it, I wouldn't say it anyway because I don't think he deserves credit for this. But anyway, he taped a duct tape. He duct taped a banana to the wall and it sold to some schlup for $120,000. Now, if you're listening, I've got an orange to sell you. So just contact me at speak at unsafespace.com. Anyway. Uh, so he, he duct taped this banana to the wall and, you know, it was already crazy that it was selling for $120,000 and there was a talk on Twitter and, um, people saying, well, if you, if you disagree with this, then you disagree with capitalism. It's like, no, I like, I think capitalism is moral. People should, the market should decide the prices. It doesn't mean people always make good decisions. Uh, people can pay stupid amounts of money for dumb things. That's part of capitalism. And there you go. Uh, You get a banana on the wall for $120,000. But another dude, I'm going to show you what another guy did who called himself a performance artist. Okay. He did.
0: This might have been what I saw, but maybe not.
1: So here's the banana on the wall. See this in the background? The banana on the wall? Can you see it? Yep. All right. Let's watch what happens to this $120,000 piece of art.
0: It. Oh.
1: Takes it off the wall. Art performance. This is not the guy. He's an artist. artist. This is just a separate guy. Heals <laughs> the banana and eats the banana. We respect Mauricio.
0: I love it. This guy's my hero. Yeah. So he look- should eat the banana off the wall.
1: Yeah. So he got in trouble um but he he didn't get prosecuted uh the artist actually said no that's the point it's a banana like you can replace it so they bought another banana and duct taped it to the wall and that's that's so he got away with eating the (laughs) the banana for all i know this is part of a publicity stunt and he's in cahoots with the original artist i don't know but you didn't
0: see what happened most recently
1: what was there something more other than than this
0: um yeah, unless, I, unless this was a satirical headline. I don't think it was. Um, hold on.
1: <laughs> that was as far as I got. That was like maybe yesterday's news or, or whatever.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: what else happened now?
0: Somebody vandalized it. Pull this up. Pull up the picture. Somebody took red lipstick and wrote really big on top of the wall with the banana. Epstein didn't kill himself. No way. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh. Well,
0: uh,
1: I'll put the picture up.
0: Okay. <laughs>
1: uh, that is awesome. So now that's yeah. art. That I can get behind. They,
0: actually, actually, they actually removed the banana and replaced wrote, it with the phrase Epstein didn't kill himself in red lipstick.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so actually, this that's odd. I didn't know that, but this actually relates to what I wanted to talk about, which is pretty funny. Um, this got me thinking because I used to be all right, I'm going to propose a I'm going to propose something and people are going to say it's self-aggrandizing because I'm I'm cuz the way I'm going to describe this is I will be at one closer to one end of this spectrum than the other so it makes me sound better. That's fine. You can criticize me for that. So I'm going to start by saying for a while I was at the other end of this spectrum. I was at the art basal end of this spectrum. And so this got me thinking because I've been I watched this and I was like who's paying attention to bananas on walls and duct tape and care. Like who cares like that? My, I was looking at this really scratching my head going, who cares about this? And I remembered that, well, there was a time in my life when I cared about this. This is what I was caring about. And wait a
0: minute, real quick uh, question. Are you saying you, you don't, you don't care now, but you care or you care in a different way now? Cause you cared enough to talk about it today. Right.
1: Um, I'm only carrying it enough to talk about it today, so that I can introduce this concept. Oh, okay, <clears throat> the only okay. reason that I'm talking about it, okay, I wouldn't it. talk about it. Um, <clears throat> so no, I don't. I don't care about that particular thing. But it, I'm, I'm introducing it because it is the. Um, it was the spark that got me thinking about something. Because I also spent some time hanging around people who were very different from the Art Basel crowd <clears throat> last week, and um, and I remember that I used to be very much like that, and. I'm just have. am gonna propose this, Carrie. It doesn't mean it's correct, but I was thinking there's like three to f- maybe three or four different levels of. I'll call them levels of consciousness that people have right now going on generally how they're operating day to day. And it doesn't mean you always stay in one. Like uh, it doesn't mean you. You know, I'll, I'll get to it in a minute. But like the, the kind of lowest level I'll call is this Art Basel level. It's it's what I'm calling like the avoidant level, these are people who are kind of avoiding they're avoiding being conscious about stuff that matters that's going on around them. So this is like you're paying attention to sports and celebrity gossip and watching a lot of Netflix and spending your time on Facebook playing around and you know you're you're paying attention to art basil. You don't want to talk about politics. Um, someone brings up politics even you don't you don't want to even talk about politics. There's no you definitely don't want to have discussions about cultural values or morality or philosophy. Um, if someone talks about saving the West, it's like a meaningless phrase. You're not even, they're their kook. It doesn't make any sense. And you're extremely short-term focused, right? You're focused on what's going to be the entertaining thing for me when I get home from work today or next week or what concert am I going to go to or what's the new Netflix series that's out or, you know, whatever it is. <clears throat> and that's the Art Basel thing to me fits into that category. It's people who are like, ooh a banana duct taped to the wall. What does that mean? Let's take pictures of it. Let's share it on Instagram. Let's talk about it. It's interesting. It's not, it's not interesting. It's a banana duct taped to the wall. And it's a, it's a, it's an utter and complete distraction. I mean, you're, you're not only distracted, you're like intentionally avoiding looking at the world around you. You're really just trying to feed yourself dopamine, right? You're just looking for what's the next thing to keep you. And this is the, you know, I think it happens in, younger people with like going to clubs and doing drugs all the time right and it happens in older people with i don't know maybe just sitting around channel surfing or sports or whatever it is um it doesn't mean you never watch so i'm again it doesn't mean i never watch sports i'm not saying that i'm saying you live in this you live at that level that's your normal level you're always kind of there and i think there's a lot of people that are always in that level um unfortunately So they don't even need the cathedral to really do anything except for uh, to to sideline them in the battle. They really don't need the cathedral to do anything except for provide entertainment, right? As long as someone is throwing bananas on the wall with duct tape and Netflix is churning out crap, those people will be sidelined. There's no effort is required to sideline those people at all.
0: They're taking their SOMA.
1: Yeah, they're out of the game by choice, Right. So then there's what I would call like the next level up, which I'll call like easily distracted people. They are ready. They, they know that there's something more than bananas on walls, right? They know there's something else that's going on that's kind of more important, but they're very ready to accept the mainstream narratives right? So they'll accept the red versus blue narrative. Are you in our camp or that camp? You're Republican or Democrat? Impeachment. Like, you talk about impeachment all the time, right? Like, what do you think about impeachment? Impeachment. Like, they're very distracted by impeachment. One side or another. doesn't matter.
0: They, if, they fall for whatever the narrative is.
1: Yeah, they fall for whatever the mainstream narrative. They're very ready to accept those mainstream narratives. Um, if you mention something like saving Western civilization, they, it feels like it's hyperbolic to them or maybe even a dog whistle for the other side or something. Like, they're not that's not part of their thing they care about politics but they're very tribal about it right so it's it's definitely like my team needs to win the other team is very bad or they're sometimes unprincipled i've noticed them like you'll see you'll see people comment like what do you think about the i've seen this a lot with the democratic debates you know people will say i really like so and so why he seems like a nice person i'm like that's that's just a whimsical stupid reason to like someone for as a politician he seems nice like, that's not a principled reason. You're not really engaged, but you are distracted by the whole political circus, right? And I think those people tend to be like medium-term focused or short to medium-term. Like, they're focused on like the next election, right? Well,
0: and also they watch they watch the debates like yes. as if they're... And they watch the impeachment. As if they're point, important. As if they're important, yes. Like, they don't, they don't watch it as... Like, when we watch the debates, and I, this was brought to my attention by... The guy I'm dating now, because he we, we watched one of the debates together, and he was saying, he, 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 he's kind of coming out of that worldview of buying the narrative. Uh-huh. And um, we were at a friend's place, and they had a T-vote or something. And I was like, hey, let's put this on. If it's not funny, I promise we'll change it in like 10 minutes. And he's, he was like, if it's not funny... <laughs> <laughs> As if that's the point. And I was like, it is the point.
1: Yeah, it's entertainment.
0: <laughs> it's entertainment. <laughs> this isn't serious. Do you think these people but he was but he's like getting it now some of it? He was sort of like laughing about it. And it but, but the fact that I was like seeing it through his eyes was interesting. I was like, oh yes. Like some people still look at the debates or look at impeachment and they buy it as something real and meaningful. No, I'm not saying it doesn't have any meaning at all. I'm just saying it's not the it's not really what's it's not think it's,
1: it's, it's what matters when it's not it's not matters.
0: what matters it's like moving deck chairs around
1: right exactly and I, and I think so those that level people they need a mainstream narrative because they feel like something 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 matters but they're willing to digest whatever narrative someone tells them about what matters oh it's this thing that matters right the first level people don't even need a narrative because they don't they don't want to care about anything that matters they don't like if you bring up something that matters, like they're just going to go back to Netflix or Facebook or Snapchat or what, like they don't, they don't want anything that matters, but that second level person, they want something that matters, but they're just really willing. They're just like, Oh, this is what matters. Okay. And they, they like, they're like a, a dog with you. You give them the bone and they're like, thanks. This is what matters. Ah, I'm going to tear it apart. Ah, right. Impeachment. Ah, right. They're very excited about the impeachment that Look, matters.
0: I've, I've been, uh this t- I've been both of these kinds of people before, so
1: yeah, me too. By the way, I like maya culpa on all this stuff. I've been all this
0: stuff. <laughs> and again, these are rough. Gen- I, I don't. I don't even know what I'm go- I'm following along like the audience. I, is yeah, yeah I just point. made this up also. Right, and I. But just to say, as I'm, I'm following along like our audience members because I don't know what you're saying next. But also, I'm thinking with the brain of your co-host, and I just want to make the caveat. Of course, for anyone who doesn't, he's talking about roughly speaking. These are some groups, but go ahead.
1: Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> and it doesn't mean I never watch. sports. Sometimes do I watch sports sometimes. Right. Um, in fact, I watched sports the other day with my daughter and I was like, I, it's, I, I actually told her about reading, um, Jonathan Heights, uh, not the coddling one, the other one, uh, the righteous one. Yeah. And I told her about like, Oh, apparently there's like this, belonging to a group and culture, I want to see if what it feels like. I forgot. I haven't watched sports in a while. Like I'm gonna root for this team and feel like part of this. Like it was like an intentional experiment, right? Um, it's fun. Yeah. And it, it was fun. So okay, so so there's that level. So there's like the, the kind of easily distracted level, which is kind of a step up from the avoidant level. Mm-hmm. They need a narrative and they're they're happy to buy the narrative. Then there's a level where I think you and I probably spend most of our time, <clears throat> which is it which I'll just call like the red pilled level a little bit more, right? Where there's people who want to reject, they, they reject the mainstream narrative. They recognize like the main, the cathedral is crap, right? They see politics as a circus, right? You're like, if it's not funny, <laughs> uh, we'll turn it off. Like it's a, it's a circus, right? They see that. Um, they, um, they are actually concerned with saving Western civilization in some way, right? They're concerned with culture and like philosophic values and, and changes. Um, and they often want to talk about stuff that, that the narrative forbids you to talk about. Right, so they're like, "Oh, let's talk about sex differences between men and women," or maybe Carrie doesn't want to talk about this one, but other, other people do, like central banking, or um, <laughs> right, or let's talk about rampant pedophilia in the in the cathedral, right? Epstein didn't kill himself, right? Let's talk about that, right? Um, let's let's question mainstream narratives. So there's, you know, one of the mainstream narratives, and this is where let's I think a talk lot of, about
0: the blatant censorship that's happening culturally in this society. Absolutely, that right, all boring. that. Stuff. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, disparities, be, like not just disparities in outcome be, between groups, but causes that might not be uh, bigotry for those disparities. Right. <clears throat> Having those difficult conversations about that stuff, all that stuff is, is I would say, more in the red pill thing. <clears throat> one other one that I've, I ran into um, recently, which I, which I'm starting to wake up to a little bit more, is um, this idea that boomers to a large extent were a variant of hedonists Um, boomers have this attitude like oh millennials you just need to suck it up and blah 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 like you know when i when i went to school like when i was your age i had a house and blah 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 like yeah well when you were their age college cost a song and you could work your way through college by having a summer job when you were their age taxes were lower when you were their age they weren't like the boomers spent a lot of time spending their grandchildren's money. And now they're looking back going, why are you complaining millennials? I had a house when I was your age. Yeah, you did. You borrowed it from your grandkids. Um, it's the same. My, in fact, my friend said this. I was like, because I was asking like, well, what's, what do you mean by a boomer attitude? And she said, boomer is the guy who had a really cool car that he worked on while you were growing up and you were his son. And he had a really cool call, car while you, that he worked on all the time, but he would never let you touch it because it was his precious baby. And now that you're 25 or 30, he said, he mocks you because you don't know how to change the oil. It's like, yeah, you never let me touch your freaking car. Like, it, the boomers are like, they set <laughs> the up this world and then are, they mock people for not fitting in the world anymore because they, wait, but they set it up.
0: Wait, so to be clear, you're saying boomers are Cameron's dad? in ferris bueller's day off. Yes, actually that's the that's the image i
1: thought boomers are Cameron's dad cameron's dad yes absolutely <laughs> yeah boomers are cameron's dad right um and then they're kind of like what's wrong everyone give me my social security right like i think, I, I I heard think the house I'll, down like
0: okay i me. think it would you say that this new attitude of yours about boomers is also influenced by the zoomer video remember the episode we did on the zoomer videos
1: it um, I do remember that episode. No, it actually isn't influenced by that so much as okay. me trying to understand that maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, but asking someone who's a little bit more plugged into this and and but she the way that she described it was like boomers as kind of a sort of a he, like a, a version of a hedonist, not like totally hedonistic all the time, but this kind of very self-centered. Like, well, I want a nicer car or I want a bigger house, so we're both both parents are going to work, so screw raising kids. Um, I'm not going to let you touch my car, Cameron. Uh, but then I'm going to mock you later when you don't know how to do any basic auto mechanic stuff. Uh, I'm going to borrow a bunch of money. Like I'm going to vote for programs that expand the government and put us all into debt and ruin the economy. And then I'm going to be like, well, and, and raise college tuition through the roof. And then I'm going to say, well, when I went to school, I could pay for college myself. Or, you, need a good, you need a good college education, boy. It's a boomer. Men- it's like a mentality that's just stuck in an era that is no longer applicable that was actually destroyed by you yourself so um that's the boomer mentality anyway the red pill people seem to be a little bit more long-term focused, right they're more focused on like uh their kids lives and like the next the next generation or next generations they're they're less focused on the next election and more the next couple decades and like hey Where's this country going? And that's that's
0: a big difference there. I just want to interject for a second. That's a big difference with in the conversations I have with the people who like the second group that you're talking about, the people who are distracted by the by the propaganda, by the by the mainstream narratives. Yeah. Those people are always talking about Trump as if as if he's not going to be a blip on the radar. An interesting blip on the radar, but like I'm not so much concerned about the next four years. I, I'm much more concerned about where we're going to be in a in a few decades. Right. And they don't seem to have any. And again, this goes hand in hand with the, the this new leftist ideology that I used to believe in that has taken over most of the left. It's a racist and sexist ideology, and they don't seem to think down the road of like, how do you, right. how do you unteach? You're teaching generations of people that it's impossible to be racist towards a particular race or sexes towards a particular sex. So how do you unteach that? You're not thinking right. down the road at all. That, right. but,
1: when does feminism end?
0: Yeah. When does this stuff end? <laughs> when, and,
1: is, when is it enough?
0: <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I just wanted to interject there because they don't, you're right. I think that's an instru- that's a very astute point is that they, or observation is that they are short term, very short term focused.
1: Well, but not as short term as the as the people who are just like totally avoidant, like because they're literally yeah. like tomorrow or next week. So yes. they're a little bit longer term focused, right?
0: <laughs> yes. i have to tell you something <laughs> funny later, but go ahead. I, you're on a roll.
1: <laughs> but no, so that was and I think that's where I spend most of my time, and I I think that's where you spend most of your time in that <clears throat> kind of red pill level. I don't know what the level after that is. I've heard the term black pilled could be something. I
0: no, I know what, I think I know what the level is. I don't think black pill
1: no. I, I, I've I have i have heard the term black pilled to describe. Well, I don't know how to describe the next level.
0: Well, that level just doesn't, I think there's two ways you can go off into not caring and being negative, or you can go off into being, no, I think, I think there's a transcendent level. I think there's a level that I would love to get to where I'm not so, um, I'm not so plugged into even now, like the, what I think are the, the actual things that are going on. It it doesn't mean I want to become avoidant. It just means okay, this is going to sound cheesy to an atheist from a Christian perspective. It's like, it's like the level that Jesus was at. Do you know what I mean? Or I'm sure you could say, or like the, okay, it doesn't have to be Christ. Like the level Buddha was at this level of just, uh, knowing and acknowledging and being aware of what's going on in the world, what's actually going on and the things that are wrong, but not letting it, um, guide your day to day activities so much being more um, like a living example of how to breathe that negativity in and breathe out positivity. That this is maybe a little Marianne Williamson for you, Carter.
1: <laughs> no, actually, so actually I like it because, because it very much matches my notes on what I thought this fourth level I didn't know whether to call it black pill or something else, but you're saying like transcendent. Um, I yeah. don't know what black pill actually means, but the notes that I have under it kind of match what you were saying, which is like, um <clears throat> I think that they, they look at things and they, they're not just seeing that the mainstream narrative is wrong. They are concerned with why it's wrong. And they, they're like, they, they really strive to be understanding like historical trends and analogies of like what's happening on a meta level in culture. They're concerned with like fundamental questions of morality and serve and the survivability of belief systems, right? It's this, like religions right they there's they're like looking at things at that kind of level um and but but i do think a lot of them have uh at least from what i can tell a lot of them have given up on saving the west per se they're really more focused on like their family and long term survivability of like uh the ideas and their like what they think is is um, good for humanity and less really focused on, Hey, this country needs to be saved. Like I think a lot of them have, yes. have just like countries, are just countries. We care about this, these ideas generally. Right. Um,
0: well, here's where I would just dis- differ from you and draw a distinction that maybe you haven't thought about because blackpilled when I've heard it used and I have a friend who uses it and it means it's much more bleak. It's not transcendent. It, what it shares with this transcendent level is the is an awareness that um maybe it's not maybe it's not best to spend every day fighting to save Western civilization but but it's more not it is more um it is more nihilistic it is more like nothing matters and and it tends to be um oh gosh in that that zoomer episode the one what was the one we talked about the, the doomers it's more like the doomers.
1: Is it? I wasn't so that's why I said I wasn't sure whether black yeah. pill is the right label, because it might not describe what no, I'm No,
0: it's saying. not. Yeah, so I would definitely draw a distinction between black pill and whatever this sort of more transcend transcendent state of being is that I'm talking about, like where where you're just more um I mean, even, you know, Eckhart Tolle, the kind of consciousness that he talks about of of living in just um is, I think, I think we all straddle different parts of these groups, by the way. And so some days I feel like I'm more moving towards that transcendent place. And then other days, no, I'm definitely down in the mud <laughs> fighting yeah, things. No, me too.
1: I, I have my moments yeah. where I'm on either one. I, maybe the black pill thing. So I thought about this earlier, but I wasn't able to articulate it. And you're kind of forcing me to think about this a little bit more because you're pushing back on pill as a title, which is fine. It might be the wrong title. Um, I think actually at each of these levels, um, <clears throat> there's like a dark side, like different ways to approach these mentalities. And like, you could approach that transcendental level in a positive way, or you could approach it in a very like nihilistic black pilled way. Yeah. Um, and that's probably true for all of them. <clears throat>
0: yeah.
1: Um, but, you know, the thing that I, that I noticed like at that level is that they, they actually view, um, not only do they view culture and philosophy that is as more important than government, they actually view things at like a super government level. They like they're the kind of people who are like recognize, and I think probably correctly, that the governments are largely a charade. Like there's a lot of there's a lot of power that doesn't exist in the
0: Oh, absolutely. Through the
1: normal process of electing people. And that I have a- is this Cabal, maybe not a smoky, smoke filled room, but there is like, there are positions of power that control what's going on a lot. Um, you know what you very- think
0: of? You should put a <laughs> clip in here from uh, *So I Married an Axe murderer where Mike Myers is playing his dad, the character of his dad as well. And he's like, you know, you know this scene. I'm talking about, right. It's well known that the world is run by a secret pentaverate or a secret <laughs> you're called the pentaverate. like, and it's made up of the Queen, the Vatican. The Rothschilds, the Gettys, right, and the Colonel Sanders before he went tets up. <laughs> <laughs> well, but see, they but they, I think actually, I think
1: they put those lines in there to make them funny, but also to make fun of it because they want it's a defense.
0: Oh, but. Yeah, but it's also because it's just somebody who's had this conversation before and thought about this before, And but it's true. I believe it. Look, I have a friend, the friend who got me into, interested in Bitcoin a few years ago, who, um, he he is like a Bitcoin evangelist. And he, the way he thinks is just in a different stratosphere than the way I can think. I, I can occasionally understand some of what he's saying, but he has to really... I'm like, tell, talk to me about Bitcoin, like for dummies. And so we had a two hour conversation, but he's kind of talking about what you're talking about. He was saying, you know, for him, I guess it would be, I guess I would call him a bit more blackpilled because he he says he's a nihilist and he is black and he's, I would say he's blackpilled anyway, but he's a nihilist and he's, but he says, you know, voting doesn't matter, Gary. Like, it just doesn't matter. Governments, it's all a sham. Like he said, you vote with your currency. That's the way he views Bitcoin as a vote.
1: Yeah. So a lot of Bitcoin people are at that transcendental level where they're like, they view this as a huge disruptor to governments and society generally. And like, <clears throat> I think when we interviewed Sal the he's probably thinking at this level generally, right? He's thinking about like how to be out of the system and how to make kind of bigger changes. Um, and the, and those people are focused, I think they're focused beyond Often, even the time frame that we're talking about, they're not. They're focused beyond ten or twenty years or thirty years. Oh yeah, I'm he's like, way down the road. Two hundred years from now, this is what's going to happen, or five hundred years. Right? They're like super long term focused. But the Rothschild, just so the Rothschild bank. Just since you brought it up, I just ran across this, and I, <clears throat> I, I, I won't say the source for this um, because I'm not. I'm not hundred percent sure about this, but I'm pretty sure I've seen it in a couple different places, and I just googled and found this article right away. Um, so in the year 2000, this is before 9-11, just, just, there were seven countries without a Rothschild-owned central bank, seven in the world, Afghanistan, Iraq, Sudan, Libya, Cuba, North Korea, Iran. After 2003, with um, the initial kind of Iraq war, um, they were down to Sudan, Libya, Cuba, North Korea, and Iran. After 2011, we're down to Cuba, North Korea, and Iran. There's now only three countries that have central banks that are not owned by a single family.
0: The Rothschilds controlled by a yeah. single family. Can I, when I was in college, this friend of mine from um, high school year, from science and math school years, who knew that my roommate and I were obsessed with um, that movie, sent us. I got this unmarked Manila envelope with no return address in the mail. And in it were photos, five photos, black and white photos, of the Queen, the Vatican, the Rothschilds, the Gettys, and Colonel Sanders.
1: <laughs> That's pretty awesome.
0: It was hilarious. <laughs> yes, I just had to introduce some levity into this because it's the first. If it's the first time you're hearing that, hey, governments don't really matter. <laughs> like, there's more powerful forces at work. I know people in the in the U.S who still don't believe in the deep state. So, I mean, to right. think that on a global scale. And, and look, I'm not saying
1: that governments don't matter at all. I right? agree. They um, do matter, but. I, but I am saying that, like, a lot of times buried in this stuff is there's, there's grains of truth in a lot of this stuff. And, um, you know, part of the distraction is for us to, you know, part of what they do to distract us is to, like, they make fun of them or, like, look at the conspiracy theory stuff. Right, fluoride in the water was made fun of for a long time. Turns out, actually, fluoride in the water does have an effect on the IQ uh, of children born to mothers who are drinking the water. So, like, was that intentional? No. I mean, I'm not, I'm not the guy from Doctor Strangelove. I don't think that there's like an actual commie conspiracy to put fluoride in the water. The point is, um, <clears throat> what they, what that happens often is the mainstream is there to distract you from asking questions that are legitimate questions. Um and you know, sometimes those answers aren't as cut and dry and clean as we all think they should be. So so that was my proposal for the levels, Carrie. But then I got to thinking, and this is where I really want your help. How do people move between levels? Like what's what causes people to move from one to another?
0: Wow. Well, back again. I don't know. I mean, I mean, I think we all, like I said earlier, we all straddle different things, different, uh, these groups. It's, they're just, again, they're just rough organizations of characteristics you're putting together and saying these characteristics define this group and this group. And we all have some characteristics that, that fit into each of these groups. Like I, I can, I mean, I, I have, okay, so. Uh, this this uh i don't know what we're talking about guys i've dated or am am dating today this guy i used to date <laughs> he he was more of like the first level that you're talking about or the first group and that's his personality type and that's not a bad thing he's uh, i think has a lot less stress than most than than i do or or some people do or anxiety he he is more like it would be like you know he would say what are you thinking about and i'm like well I was just thinking about the concept of souls and, you know, reincarnation and I would be whatever my neurotic brain is going on about. And it would be something really, do you think this, or do you think this, and this was going through my mind. And then I was also thinking about this and I'm like, what are you thinking about? And he's like, should we have Turkey burgers, right (laughs) it would just seem so just like normal.
1: But I, so I, you're, you're presenting that as like, it's not a problem and I'm not. Um... No, no,
0: but let me finish. Okay. Okay. So, and you can make your case for why it's a problem to stay exclusively in that level. The point with this dude is that over time, uh, cause I was getting more, I was going through this transformation and I'm still going through this transformation, you know, but when I was really going through the beginnings, I guess like the most, some of the most hardcore parts of it, um. And I was starting to see things differently, and I was starting to see the left differently, you know, and mm-hmm. and to see the difference between liberalism and SJWism, which I had been in, and to see how the SJW part wasn't liberal, <laughs> and the kind of waking up to re- getting red pilled on that stuff, just that stuff specifically, um, you know, he was on the left or is on the left as well, and and started waking up to all that stuff too, necessarily because I was talking about it all the time. Cause I was like, really? And so, and so he's still, uh, we're still friends. He's still awake to that stuff. He'll still send me, text me once in a while. Like, Oh, look at that. I can't believe this. You know, the media is talking about this from this angle. Like he's like, he's in a different level of awareness now. Like, I don't know. He just, he woke up to it, but on a day-to-day basis in terms of what he's consumed with, he's more of like the turkey burger thought (laughs) and, and he's happier for it. He doesn't seem happy when he gets really like when he gets really into what, what's really going on. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. So that actually matches Uriah had. So I, first of all, I don't like to think of it as like this person is this level or this person. I like to think of the levels as abstract and like we spend more time in love like, my goal would be to spend more time in the higher level and less time in the lower level, but we're going to spend some time in like sometimes entertainment is appropriate. So you're going to spend some time in worrying about Turkey burgers. Like that's fine.
0: Right. You have to, otherwise you go crazy.
1: Yeah. I mean like there's some, but, but, um, I was thinking about this in terms of, uh, you mentioned the word happiness. He's happier at this level. Right. I think that, I think those are the barriers between levels. So, um, I'm sure I know you know this, Carrie, but uh, a lot of neurotransmitter interactivity with your body is very similar to drug tolerance, drug interactions, or like, um, you build up tolerances, just like you build up a tolerance to heroin, and you need more and more heroin, you build, you can build up a tolerance tolerances to dopamine, or serotonin, or endorphins, or whatever, like you need more and more of those things. And when you're in the low level, you're in, you know, when you're in that avoidant level, you are basically looking for external stimulation constantly to bring you happiness and satisfaction. You're like, will the turkey burger taste better than the bacon burger, or will the, this Netflix special be better than watching this you know, sporting event or whatever it is. You're constantly looking for stimulation. And, just, and, and one thing about our bodies, right, is we, just like the, the frog in the pot analogy, where you put it in the pot and you, you turn it, you, your body gets adjusted to whatever the current level of things is, and that becomes normal. And so deviations from that hurt, right? Like it's, it's painful to not watch your Netflix special and to like have to be bored for an hour um, because suddenly, because you're used to that stimulation and like your body's expecting that and you're addicted to that in some, on some level. I don't know if it's psychological or possibly also chemical. I don't know, but you're addicted to that. And when you're, when you're constantly looking for that external stimulation or, or pleasure, it seems very difficult to move to a more Spartan existence or a, a, an existence that's like, oh, I'm going to do less of these hedonistic pleasurable things. Because it seems like that will be not very happy. Like, oh, how would I be happy and satisfied? These things bring me happy. These things bring me happiness. They bring me pleasure. But the truth is, once you move, once you throw away your television, for example, right, or whatever, which I haven't done, I'm not, you know, once you once you don't do those things for a while, your body like readjusts just like eating like if you eat sugar all the time and you decide you're going to go on a diet where you're not eating sugar, the very beginning is very difficult. You crave sugar a lot, but after you start eating clean, sugar like starts to lose it to peel, and it turns out you're satisfied by things that aren't sugar and and actually you kind of feel better and it's okay to not have so much sugar. You're not actually seeking as much sugar as you thought. You don't need as much as you felt like you needed before. But, it's, but when you're stuck in it, it's very hard to imagine moving. And so I, I actually think we get stuck in these, um, in being in one of these levels for um, a while because it's, it's very difficult to be like, well, if I get red-pilled, right? If I move from, let's say I'm an easily distracted – I know that I don't want to be a complete hedonist. I'm not going to spend all my time, you know, going to Art Basel and, and whatever I care about the world. So I'm in the politics. I'm in the easily distracted mode. I'm, I'm getting the narrative and I'm watching my CNN and I'm yelling about impeachment. And like, I care, I'm I'm making a change. I'm Melissa Milano. Right. Um, I'm easily distracted, but, uh, it's painful to move to Red Pill. Red Pill will, will, will hurt because you'll have to you'll lose friends. You'll have to search for news in different spaces. You'll have to question a bunch of things. But once you are in there, it's a lot easier.
0: It is. And- actually, I have to say, yes, that second level you're talking about, the, the uh, people who are like, I'm, a, I'm above the avoidance level. I do care. I'm plugged into the news. I'm trying to keep track of all the different facts about impeachment because it matters, and I'm trying to keep – track of all the different facts about who's running because it matters the people who believe all that stuff matters and who believe the mainstream mar- narratives and the media narrative um that that level sucks that that level is like you have a lot of anger you have a lot of um anxiety and stress unhappiness like i'm just speaking from when the when i was in it and the people i know who are still in it it's like every post is um hatred of the other group whatever that group you know and and uh just and then especially the ones who are anti-trump and are plugged into the trump hate they are just constantly like and you know trump hate and then and then personal posts about how they can't sleep at night or they need recommendations on anxiety meds from friends or they have you know all these mental health problems and it's it's. I just feel like it encourages those problems. It feeds them. It doesn't it doesn't help you get rid of any issues you have. It it it, it grows them. So any. Anyway, I'm just. I want to make a point that yes, I I totally plugged into what you're saying because when you make that jump to leaving behind, looking at things in a in that in that very uh um, uh, basic way and the way that you're told to look at it. Yes, you might lose a lot of friends and, and it and it forces you in my case the particular ideological framework that I had constructed that I lived in, the house that I lived in, my ideological house, had to be raised to the ground. We've talked about this before. It wasn't like just changing like remodeling the house. I had to right. get rid of it and then build a new house. <laughs> and so that is most people don't want to do that. That's very um it's it's life altering to such a degree that you know, I, that's why I, it's funny when I talk about my old life, I talk about it like a pre- previous life because it feels like a previous life. Like my, in my old life, I knew this person, blah, blah, blah. Cause it right. feels like an old life to me. This is totally different, but it's so much better. Am I, do I get angry? Yes. Do I get uh, anxious and stressed out about what you call saving Western civilization? Yes. But also, but, but it's not the same. I, I don't live in anger. I don't live in frustration. I don't because you know what the media is all built. The media and the politicians, the circuits of the of the political machine and the media. The way that they get you to tune in to believe all this crap is to is to trigger all those chemical reactions in you every day, like you're talking about. They get you addicted to it, and then and then and so you are um, you are being you're like a puppet. You wake up, you look at the news, you're told to be angry about something, or you're told a to freaking lie and you believe it you're told a lie like like this most recent one they're pushing about how it's it this world is particularly transphobic and trans the trans death rate is you know uh abnormally high and and it's not and but you believe that stuff and then and then I i know people who when trump was elected it was like their anxiety level was through the roof they couldn't function for a long time after and that level sucks. <laughs> Once you get out of that level, it's not as bad. You still have emotions, but you're not like walking around like a puppet, like waking up like, Oh, I'm outraged about this today, you know?
1: Right. And I'll speak from the, from the first level. Cause I, I spent, <clears throat> I spent some time there. Um, after I made a whole bunch of money in my career at one point, I spent some time just like, I'm just gonna go to Art Basel. <laughs> right. I'm just gonna <laughs> have fun and blah, blah, blah um that level is ultimately very depressing and unfilling like that's a very depressing level um and because there's no meaning in it like nothing has meaning at least in the second level you feel like you're you're it's very anxious inducing but you feel like you're at least striving for meaning like it's possible you'll find it somewhere in the first level there's literally no meaning so unless you're yes. checked out like unless you're high or like or high through like being engaged in an activity like watching a thing or you know sports or whatever unless you're high or like super focused on entertainment that the quiet time is very distressing the quiet time is very it's very depressing to be in like it's like it's a it's a depressing existence when the when the external stimulation is not there um
0: you have to have it and you have to have the things yeah. you're addicted but what to. i
1: suspect carrie and i don't know this firsthand but what i suspect is that the transcendental level is even better than the red pill though.
0: <laughs> I think so. That's why I want to go there. I want to go to there. <laughs>
1: yeah. I suspect that, um, that the, I don't know the, <clears throat> the anxiety that we might have about saving Western civilization or the, uh, you know, cause it's come sometimes depressing to be like talking about all these things, fighting these battles all the time. I imagine that at the transcendental level, somehow that gets let go in on some in some way i don't want to stop fighting these battles um i think these are important battles i just it's i'm talking about my own mental and emotional state yes how i approach it
0: well that's what um so i again talking about having a leg or foot in different groups different different of these categories different categories that you're talking about i mean i have to remind myself as a recent as a new christian a lot about a lot of things (laughs) but one thing i have to remind myself is that. Um, I do believe that I do believe that doing this podcast and talking about my old belief system is part of what God has set out for me to do. At least at this point in my life, I feel like this is part of what I was called to do when people talk about being called to do something. Cause I don't, I would never have chosen this. I don't like talking uh, publicly, although I've gotten much more used to it now, but you know, it wasn't like something would have been like, I want to go do that. It felt like I had to do this, and I still feel like this is part of that. At least for now, it's still part of what God wants me to do. But I have to remind myself it isn't the be all end all of what God wants me to do. This isn't the main thing. This isn't the main. The main thing is, for me, is being closer in my walk with God and having my beliefs, having my actions reflect my beliefs, which is so hard. I tend to get off the path. (laughs) I tend to get off the path and I start behaving in ways that I do not believe I should behave. (laughs) And then if I do that for long enough, God has to put that hook in my nose and the bit in my mouth and steer me back on the path. And I'm like, Oh yes. Why did I read this verse the other day about, about, uh, it was, it was in the Psalms. It was God talking about, "I'm I'm always with you and my eyes are on you. And, you know, don't be, and, and I will guide you and don't be like the unthinking donkey that has to be brought back to the path with the bit. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, there's another verse that means a lot to me about the bit and the hook. And, and then, but this, this new verse that I was reading in the songs, I was like, oh yeah, there is, it doesn't always have to be the hard way. <laughs> Why do I insist on making it always the hard way? <laughs> anyway. Um, and this may not make sense to what you're talking about, but to me, it make it flows from what you were saying because when I'm in that more, it's a higher meaning than just fighting for Western civilization. The higher meaning that I I think I'm supposed to seek out every day is being close to God, and trying. Yeah, no, to
1: be I, really that I think to I think that makes sense, and and um, even in you know, I was having a conversation with an atheist friend of mine the other day who, um, and I would put her actually much closer to this trend if she's not normally in it maybe but like a lot more than i am like she's she's way more in the transcendental state um and uh even though she was an atheist like she has a hard time talking about some of this stuff without invoking metaphors like she was like look, we have to invoke the metaphor of demons. Like these are the demons that I think are like, she needed yes. to speak in that language because like there are demons and this is, and these people are worshiping demons in this way. And like, this is how, like, she's like, I, well, I have to use the metaphor because there's not a <laughs> the way to talk about this. Um, she can't really even discuss it without metaphors that are um, kind of big and about morality and like huge, huge concepts like that. Um, Cause there's just not even language to discuss a lot of this stuff without some sort of reference to religion.
0: <laughs> Sorry, my dog is being I, I this. So that was the mailman who my dog thinks is a demon. <laughs> um <laughs> no, I agree with you. And I actually I think the demon and the possession language and metaphors work very well Ooh, and it, sure. and it helps me think about like like even just hey hey when somebody is possessed by ideology like i've heard jordan peterson use that i think he was the first person I, had, I heard use use that word in that way and it made so much sense to me it made so much sense to me because it's like like the yun quote like the ideology has them they don't have the ideology they are possessed by it and animated by it and you could think of a demon that way How, what's to stop you from thinking of demons in the bible that way like it, right. And I also think that things that people are addicted to are, that people can become addicted to, they're possessed by those things. If you're compelled to do something, if you're compelled to do it, gambling, drinking, um, sex addiction, whatever it is, if you're compelled to do it, cheating, it's like that thing has you. You don't have it, right? You're possessed by it. And that, that's a demon. That's like, I mean, what they call alcohol spirits, right? right. There's, a, there's a phrase um, that I've heard a friend of mine say who's, a, a, who's sober, who's a former alcoholic, who says, um, the first, what is it? Oh, I, you know, first I have a drink, then the drink has a drink,
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: then the drink has me. Yeah. Like th- that's the three drinks. And I'm like, wow, that's really. Possession, right? Like that's really apt. I don't know. That's an apt descriptor.
1: Yeah. No. Absolutely. Absolutely. So
0: I gotta go. I gotta be at work in seven minutes.
1: All right. Well, this was, <laughs> a, this, was a weird this was a weird episode, anyway.
0: I liked it. This is. These are my favorite kind of discussions. I could talk to you about this for another hour. Oh, good.
1: I love this stuff as well. I, I yeah. could I could pontificate on this with you and just dig into it. But um, I know you gotta go to work. So thank you, everyone, for watching and listening. Don't forget to hit like, subscribe, share um on youtube we do have a bit shoot channel uh, as i mentioned uh i think it's just called unsafe space so you can go to bit shoot and um yeah i guess that's it carrie thank you for joining me and have a good day at work
0: bye guys tiger says goodbye look how cute he is okay bye